Hello everyone, welcome to the first ever episode of the Red Zone Review Podcast. I would sound more enthusiastic, but today I want to start the video with a moment of silence for George, for George Floyd, and anybody else who has been killed because of injustice. Please join me in moments of silence. Thank you. With that being said, today's the first episode of the Red Zone Review Podcast. This is my first time ever doing a live stream, so I'm going to hope it does well and we're just going to go for it today. So, let's get right into it. I'm first going to explain a little bit of what the show will be about in all the episodes. So, this is a football podcast, but I might mix in some other sports. Uh, as you know, my channel's name is Riley's Red Zone. You can see it in that corner. Uh, so I decided to call this the Red Zone Review. It's like, you know, you're reviewing if they got a touchdown. I was thinking the Red Zone Report or that. And I think this fits it better because I am giving my review of different things in sports compared to breaking the news. So I'm going to also each episode explain what's the setup. I'm going to be switching this up every episode based on what we're talking about. Today's segments we'll be talking about is numbers 90 through 81 on my top 100 list, which if you have not seen the video from last week, you should check that out so you can keep up to date with that. I might be breaking the rest of those on this show. So today will be numbers 90 through 81. I will also be talking about the Justin Ross news, as well as some college quarterback transfers going into this season. So with the set today, I'm planning to have the pile on there and this other pylon there all the time, and the football, uh, but the rest of it is going to be sort of switching each episode. I'm also going to be planning to put these shelves up in the air so you can see more, but today I have a Lions helmet because uh, it's my only full-sized helmet as well as there will be a player on the Lions in the top 100, so stay tuned. I also have the NFL 100 helmet. That's one of my favorite helmets, and it so happens I'm doing my top 100 player, so I thought that was a good one. Uh, we have a Clemson helmet because of Justin Ross. We have a Georgia helmet because of two of them, actually. Two quarterbacks transferred to Georgia. As well as we have an A.J. Green, who's on the top 100. Another sneak peek. As well as Ben Roethlisberger this episode. So you've gotten two for sure players that you know are on my list, as well as some hints for the next ones. But today I'm wearing Kirk Cousins jersey, but I will be trying to switch up the jerseys or shirts every video to get some different fans' opportunities to view that. So, let's start here. I'm going to do a scene switch to my top 100. So, starting at number 90, I have Preston Smith, who is a outside linebacker, edge rusher for the Green Bay Packers. So, in 2019, Smith had 56 tackles, 12 sacks, 11 tackles for loss, and 23 QB hits. He had a very productive season, and I think it's great that they have two edge rushers that are high quality. You'll see Zedarius Smith might be higher up on this list, uh, but it sort of allows each other to bounce off. Like, if one's being double teamed, then the other one can get a lot of production. So, I think he's a great player here that has had a lot of production, and uh, I think he can probably repeat this success as a Packer was on the Redskins before that. At number 89, this may be a little controversial, but I have Jadavion Clowney. This may be high. 
uh, some of you may be thinking, but he isn't even on a team right now, technically. But I think he has a lot of potential still, and although the injury is sort of a risk, I think he's asking for a little bit too much money. He should be signed with the team right now if he was willing to go a little bit lower on the pay. But with that being said, he did uh, get 13 QB hits, which I can't find the pressure rate, but what I do know is although he only had three sacks, he has a high pressure rate. He's able to get a lot of QB pressures on the quarterback. And so in 2019, he was on the Seahawks for the first time, which he had 31 tackles, 3 sacks, 7 tackles for loss. He also had a pick. I'm confirming, guys, that I am, in fact, on stream on YouTube. And yes, it is. Here we go. I am here, which is exciting, because this is my first time live streaming. So... Next on the top 100 is Allen Robinson. He, honestly, I think would be higher on the list if he had a better quarterback. With Mitchell Trubisky, a.k.a. Trubisky, he had 98 catches for 1,147 yards and 7 touchdowns. That's a very protective season. He sort of bounced back. Obviously, he had some good seasons with Blake Bortles in Jacksonville. It's sort of unfortunate he's never really had a solid quarterback, so I think if uh, Foles gets in there, otherwise if he goes to a different team or the Bears get a new quarterback, that'll be good for them. But next in the top 100, at number 87, I have A.J. Green. You see him. You see him back there. But uh, he did not play at all last year, so I do not have any stats uh, for him. But I think he will get uh, more production this year, obviously, than last year, but I think he was hurt the year before that, too. But he has Tyler Boyd, who, after having a few productive seasons, that the defenses might start to focus on Tyler Boyd a little bit more, which may open it up to A.J. Green, uh, as well as they have T. Higgins now. And I think uh, he's still a very good player, although he didn't play at all last year. He was hurt the year before that. I think he will be very productive. At number 86, this is the reason I have the Lions logo, take a guess, it is Desmond Trufant, a uh, free agency signing. He, last year, here's what I thought was fascinating, he only played nine games, but he had four interceptions in those nine games, and he also had 18 tackles in the TFL, but four interceptions in only nine games is crazy. That's really good, so uh, he could have, then you look at, close to maybe six or seven, maybe even eight. So I think that he is a defensive playmaker. He's not as good as Darius Slay. I will get that right out of the way. He is not as good as Darius Slay. Uh, Darius Slay will be higher on this list, but I think he's a playmaker on defense, and he'll be a good... It was a good move by the Lions uh, to replace Slay with somebody. As well, as they have Jeff Okuda as well, but I think this was a good signing for them. At number 85 is based on pretty much mostly production Robert Quinn, who signed with the Chicago Bears. In 2019, he had 11.5 sacks, 34 tackles, 13 TFLs, and 22 QB hits. You may be saying, oh, that's just because he was opposite DeMarcus Lawrence. That's why he got more opportunities. Well, what I say is that now Khalil Mack will be on the opposite side of him. So he will be able to sort of, because Mac will be double teamed a lot of times, which opens it up for Robert Quinn to have a, another productive season. Uh, and I think that is 
a really big part of it is I think he will succeed again solely because he's opposite of one of the best pass rushers, if not the best pass rusher in the league. At number 84, I have Jarrell Casey. He was traded to the Denver Broncos. Absolute steal of a trade. They only gave up a 7th round pick. Uh, but I really thought that was a great move. Uh, they, he, last year, he had 44 tackles, 5 sacks, 5 TFLs, and 10 QB hits. He saw that he can come from up the middle, and it was a great move for them. You look at who's going after the quarterback for them with Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, and then you add Darrell Casey into the mix. That's a huge upgrade for them, and I think that was one of the best moves of the offseason. So I think he will sort of rise back again and have another great season. Number 83, I have Demarcus Lawrence. In 2019, he had 45 tackles, 5 sacks, 10 TFLs, and 16 QB hits. Although that's a little bit down compared to what he did in 2018, I think he will have a bounce-back season. Sort of what I was saying with Robert Quinn, I think he got a lot of attention last year, but I think that he will have a bounce-back season in 2020. Now, I will say 83 through 100 was very difficult, and I'm, if I'm looking back, I maybe would even switch up some more right now. But starting at 82, I think it's a, a big, I'm going to say right now, a big teardrop. I think that the 83 through 100 are sort of in that tier, but then we have a big teardrop going into number 82, which is Ben Roethlisberger. Just like A.J. Green, he did not play at all last year. And it, you can see him, uh, you know, right there. But uh, he didn't play at all last year, but he did trim his beard, uh, which maybe could be an upgrade. We'll see. Uh, he still has Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he'll have a big bounce-back season. You know, the Steelers, uh, I think I was seeing with the whole seven-seed playoff situation, if last year it would have been in play, the Steelers would have made the playoffs. And they did that with only one game with Ben Roethlisberger, with players like Mason Rudolph and Devlin, a.k.a. Duck Hodges, at quarterback. So with him being there, I think that's a big upgrade. But at number 81, to finish off this podcast's top 100 segment is Marshawn Lattimore. I will say, you'll find out next episode, but I was debating between him and another corner for who will be 80 and 81. But at 81, it is Marshawn Lattimore. 2019, he had 57 tackles, an interception, and a TFL. I will say that was definitely a regression compared to the year before, but I think he's still a solid corner, and I think he will have a bounce-back season going into 2020. So that was the... Top 100 segment, like I said, make sure you watch the other video if you didn't already to see who 100 through 90 were, uh, but also stay tuned for who will be higher on my list. Next, we're sort of going to be jumping into the college football news. Here's the smaller segment, but let's get right into it. Justin Ross is out for the season. He is the Clemson wide receiver. In 2019, he had 865 yards and 8 touchdowns. The touchdowns are very significant. Trevor Lawrence is, as you saw, if you didn't already, in my top 25 college quarterbacks video, he was my number one quarterback. So this is a big hit to Trevor Lawrence. He's their number one receiver. 
And uh, you look at who they have now, and he's going to be thrown to Amari Rodgers, which Amari Rodgers is not bad. He's decent, but I don't think he's a great number one receiver at the college level. Uh, so this is a uh, significant uh, hindrance to the college, the Clemson receiving game. Uh, he was their number one receiver by far, and uh, after T. Higgins, but this year he was going to be the number one receiver. And it's very unfortunate, too. Uh, we got to hope he's okay. Uh, his football career could be over, unfortunately. It's a serious injury. I really hope he has a bounce back. I think he can do it. Well, I hope he can. But I think he would have been a great player this season. But we got we to gotta pray for him because he has a, if you didn't know, it's like a something with, he has a joint like, a bone in his neck, in his uh, back, I believe is what it is, are, like, connected, and they shouldn't be, and he's apparently had it since he was born, but uh, definitely, it's crazy to think if he would have been uh, hit wrong, you know, something could have been really serious, but I'm glad they caught it, so he can get right and hopefully have a bounce back for Clemson. So, we gotta hope that Justin Ross can have a comeback. But now I think I'm going to get into probably what will be the biggest segment of today's episode. Which, we're going to be looking at college football transfers. I'm going to be talking about here, we got some main ones, and I'm going to at the end sort of mention a lot of them. So let's start with the Georgia quarterback, uh, Jamie Newman, who is coming from Wake Forest. He will be the starter. And uh, in 2019... He had 2,868 yards, 26 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. That is pretty good, especially for only being at Wake Forest. Uh, I think he will actually improve by being at a better program with more weapons. They always have a good running game. Plus, he's got some decent receivers there as well. But here's the interesting one. JT Daniels, this is more recent news, JT Daniels from USC transferred, and that was expected because Keaton Slovis, uh, also in my top 25, was, he proved to be the guy. He was going to be the starter no matter what, but in 2018, I believe, he was hurt, and I think uh, with a more serious injury, but last year specifically, he also was hurt. So Keaton Slovis, as a freshman, went in there and he took the job from him. He, he stole it from JT Daniels. But JT Daniels, I was very surprised he would uh, transfer to Georgia because he's clearly going to be the backup for the year one. But it does give Georgia a good backup. But I've been hearing what the plan might be is Newman starts this season and then uh, JT takes over after that. You look at the Georgia quarterback landscape, it's been interesting over the last three years. You know, you had Jake Fromm. Uh, then Jacob, e well, actually, so it was Jacob Eason, and then J Jake Fromm took that over, and so Eason transferred, in which Justin Fields also transferred to Ohio State, uh, and then you have now, after Fromm goes to the NFL, you have Newman switching in here, uh, and he will be the starter, and then you have JT Daniels coming in behind there, so they're sort of running a success plan, you know, they're having people, almost like the Packers, coming in there. So I think that JT Daniels, although he won't be an upgrade this year, he will be a future starter, which is a good move, I guess, for them. Next, I'm going to talk about KJ Costello, 
coming in from Stanford. He was hurt in 2019, but in 2018, he had 3,540 yards, 29 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. That's a pretty good stat line for being in a Power 5 conference. So he will be going to Mississippi State with Mike Leach in that offense. I think he will succeed. He's sort of, I, I believe, a pocket passer. Um, but, hey, Mike Leach has made uh, Gardner Minshew pretty good. And then uh, Anthony Gordon, actually, I thought was pretty good last year. So we'll see what he can do there. Uh, but I think that's a good move, getting a good quarterback in there that can hopefully fit Mike Leach's system. De'Eric King, probably the most impactful uh, transfer here. Uh, I think he has the best odds of any transfer to win the Heisman Trophy. So he's coming from Houston. Now, I remember it last year. Uh, it's a big... Uh, it was interesting last year. He basically... Here's what he did. He basically went into the season being Houston's uh, quarterback. He plays about three games, and I think they went one and two. And he realizes... We're not winning it this year, which, honestly, it's hard to win a national champion if you're in the group of five anyways, but maybe he thought they had a chance. So, he realizes it's over. It's over. So, he basically says, I'm redshirt. And all the news at the time, at least from what I remember, was saying he's going to come back to Houston and rebuild the program for one last season. He's going to go all in. But then this offseason, he goes ahead and transfers to Miami, which I think was a smart move to go to a bigger college. Uh, Jaron Williams, the quarterback there, I think is trying to transfer. He has not transferred yet, uh, but he got the job last year as a freshman. Uh, but he over Tate Martell, but I think that, uh, and they have in Cozy Perry as well, but... King, I think, will be a Heisman candidate this year. He will be a top player in college football. So looking at his stats from 2018 in the AAC, he had 2,982 yards, 36 touchdowns, which is huge, and six interceptions. That is a massive stat line, and that's not really even considering his rushing ability. He's one of the most mobile quarterbacks in college football, and that's a huge part of his game. So he can be very efficient, and I think that it was a good move for him to go to Miami. Next, we're going to talk about Felipe Franks. Felipe Franks has made a few miracle plays in his career, but it's his time at Florida is over. Last year, uh, Kyle Trask, I remember, I remember specifically watching the Miami-Florida game, because that was the first game of the season, and I was looking very forward to it. I remember watching that game. Florida was lucky to win that game. Flor uh, Felipe made some pretty bad decisions, uh, but I can't remember whether it was that game or the next one, but one of the early games in the season, he ended up being hurt. And Kyle Trask came in there, and if you haven't watched my top 25 quarterbacks, I'm once again telling you to go watch that. He filled in very well, uh, so it was clear that Trask would take the job, but in 2018, Franks had 24 touchdowns with 6 interceptions. He also threw for 2,457 yards, so it was unfortunate that he was hurt, but I think he's going into 
he's going to Arkansas. Now, that's interesting because Arkansas is not known as being a powerhouse in the SEC, so maybe he can make him a relevant program again. That would be interesting. But it was, in a way, smart for him to go somewhere. He, You know he's going to be the starter at Arkansas. You know he is. Uh, they uh, actually had, uh, I think it was Nick Starkle, uh, I think went to Arkansas, but he's going now to San Jose State. So uh, Felipe Franks will be the starter there. Uh, Jake, Jake Bentley who uh, is the next quarterback we're going to talk about. He is a senior from South Carolina. He came from South Carolina uh, last season. He was hurt, and Ryan Helinski came in and did pretty well uh, with the job. So in 2018, though, Bentley had 3,171 yards, 27 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions. Uh, He is going to Utah, which is uh, an interesting move. They had Tyler Huntley. He goes on to the NFL as an undrafted free agent. I I thought he was going to get drafted. I liked him. But Jake Bentley will transfer there to be the starter. I don't think that Jake Bentley is as mobile as uh, Tyler Huntley, not Brett Huntley. But uh, I think he can do pretty well there, be the starter. Uh, But... It's an interesting... 14 interceptions is uh, a lot. But he can probably be a decent player. And I think he'll do well in the Pac-12. It seems, in my opinion, that the Pac-12 always has a lot of quarterbacks that sort of are risky. uh, And that's what Jake Bentley is, you know, looking at the interceptions. But he can also sling it. You know, he had 3,000... Over 3,000 yards. Thank you so much for listening to the Red Zone Review Podcast. Make sure to go over and check out my YouTube channel where you can see the video version of the same podcast. I record these videos live on YouTube, so if you are subscribed and you click the notification icon, you can receive a notification right away when I'm going live to record this podcast. And if you pop in, you can ask a question I may answer it on stream, and you can be included in the podcast. With that being said, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you guys in the next episode.